deals. And Bonds hits one high. Hits it deep. It is out of here. to Mookie Wilson. Little roller up along first. Behind the bag. It gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight, and the Mets win it. Halliday is one strike away. The 0-2. A bouncer. Ruiz. In time. Roy Halliday has thrown a no-hitter. I hope I can steal a little summoning from you, Dave. Three balls, two strikes, the pitch. Swing it on the One on the line, that'll look me alive for a base hit. Here comes Joy. Here is Junior to third base. They're going to wave him in. The throw to the plate will be late. The Here's the pitch on the way. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show, a baseball podcast. It is your host, Ryan, as always, joined by Rev, getting ready to do episode 19 already. Yeah. Yeah, boy. <laughs> and uh, a lot happened in the last week, and I mean a lot. Um, But first, we're going to so- start with something um that isn't MLB-related, but it is baseball-related. Um. Over the weekend, a bunch of footage came out from, I believe, Colorado. Yeah. Of a little league fight between the parents that started when a, you know, volunteer 13 year old little league umpire made a semi questionable ball and strike call that resulted in nine or 10 parents getting arrested in the ensuing fight. Did they ever find the guy in the teal shorts? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Um don't do this. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's 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 pretty much my advice. Like Why don't why don't Major League Baseball let us be closer to the action? People say, "Hmm, I wonder." Yeah, and and, and this kind of gets into um this kind of gets into something we'll talk about later. Um, maybe, maybe what Major League Baseball players are teaching our kids is a lot better than what the parents are teaching them in some ways. And yeah, uh, yeah. Dude, I I just saw that it's so ridiculous. It's a thirteen-year-old kid umpire. Like, come on. I don't know. I don't have really much to say about this, but don't. Yeah, I I played Little League um, all the way through AAA ball. Like, AAA minor, like, AAA Little League. Um, and that was two years of AAA Little League. And, like, we had parents that would get upset and stuff, but, like, we never had that. And, like, a, a full-on fight, we had heard about one that happened. But, you know, it's it's always ridiculous to me, and I think a lot of it is, um, nowadays, Little League and, like, higher leagues like that, and I believe this was Travel League, too, 
these parents are mercenary. The kids are mercenaries. They essentially pay for the the team that covers the most of the costs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's why you see more and more of these stories now, because these are kids that are playing travel leagues and stuff that you know their parents think they're going to go to the big leagues, and you make a call like that, and now their kid's going to swing it outside pitches for the next week, and, you know, his strike rate's going to go up, and so this other travel team isn't going to want him next season when he has to be on that one. And it's it's just snowballed into a terrible situation in, my, in, little, in literally Little League Baseball. <clears throat> like, this is crazy to me. This is absolutely crazy. I will say this, and we can change the subject because it's it's. We, we I think we both agree. Don't. I think it's funny that every sport, every sport is getting better, and safer, and easier to watch as time goes by. But baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I mean. It's. Don't just don't, just don't, just don't. It's so it was so it it was painful to watch, dude. Like it was just, it's just stupid on top of stupid, man. It's like I wanted to touch on it because again, because it's gonna relate to something that we're gonna talk about a little bit later in the show. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll relate back to it later. So now that you're in the know, you'll hear us talking about it, referencing it again later. Um. Moving on, uh, we had some breaking news this morning uh, in that the Tampa Bay Rays have filed an exploratory position with the commissioner's office to play half of their home games in Montreal starting next season. I honestly, uh, and and yes, Ryan's going to let me take the lead on this because the team. Durr. Um, I honestly, if if we would have had this conversation three hours ago, if this would have been a podcast three hours ago, this would have been our first R-rated podcast because there was no calming me down. I was legit pissed off, hurt, sad, not understanding. Just so many emotions were going through my mind, but my body that I finally broke down and I was just like, I, I got to shed a couple tears because this sucks. Um, I, I lived in Tampa in the 90s and we fought so hard to get a team. And from watching to just go to another city that has already lost a team, it hurt me. But then, yeah. but then we found out that I will almost guarantee you within the next 24 months, the, the Tampa Bay Rays will have their own bar park that is not a warehouse in St. Petersburg, Florida. Yeah, they're, they're working on trying to get a new stadium down there. Um... Well, that's not why. The city commissioner and the mayor of St. Pete has already said today he will fight the MLB to taking the Rays out of St. Pete. Yeah, I twenty-seven. Uh, I think they. I think going to Montreal is a mistake. Um, and I get the city tries to be like, "Oh, Jeffrey Lurie ran the team into the ground," and you know all this. This was a team that was the best team in baseball in nineteen ninety four. They were like nine or ten games up on everybody else in the NL. And their attendance was still in the bottom five. Well, it was like, because I got in an argument with one of our patrons, uh, Miss Undead Lords, because, okay, let's say that the wars comes worse and they do move to Montreal. Yeah. I hope the Nationals 
are actually dickheads. And don't give them the rights to the name back and everything? Damn, damn right, because I don't want another Expos. Uh, You've already I, had that chance. That's done. Yeah, and I got and I and I have to say that you know if if they try to force the Nationals to like sell them the rights back to the name and stuff, why 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 when are you going to force the Twins and the or the Rangers to give us the rights back to use the Range Senators franchise? No, 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 not even that. You have you have better working ground. Okay, you want the Expos name? Good. Fix the situation with In my Madison, TV. Yeah, right. Finish it. Fix the rights with my TV. You fix the yeah. TV rights, I'll give you the name. I'll give you the name. I won't even ask for compensation. Just fix the rights. Yeah. That's the only way I would be okay with the, the Expos being the name. No, I wouldn't. Screw that. They can't have the Expos, period. End of story. Yeah. That name's already been ran out of the out of league once. No, my, my thing is, is, you know, you have... The Montreal experiment failed, and it failed more spectacularly than probably any other team except the Thrashers in Atlanta. I was about to say, Thrashers take the top of that list. Yeah, they Go do. Ahead. <laughs> but, um, but this is one where uh, I have to say I don't think it's going to work in Montreal, and it's not because I, I'm, just, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's because Montreal doesn't serve a baseball team because, you know, they had the best team in baseball for two years, and they didn't show up. And then, you know, they try have to try to retrofit this narrative that the stadium was falling apart and our owner was terrible and then the MLB ownership was terrible and that's why we didn't go to games. No, you guys didn't go to games when they were even good. It's why Vlad left. Mm-hmm. And then they try to be like, oh, well, MLB stole our team. Well, you wouldn't build them a new stadium. The stadium was falling apart. When they went back and tried to retrofit it a couple of years ago to, for Toronto to play two series there, they found asbestos. Like, the thing I do want to ask you, it it fell what apart. What is actually wrong with this the the Tropicana Field with the soup uh, the, the 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 Thunderdome? What is actually wrong with it? I think the location. One hundred percent. Okay, so if the location is the problem, you can fix that by housing. Okay, fine, you can fix that. What else is wrong with that stadium? Um, I don't actually know. The sound repro- the the sound in that is horrible, brother. Oh yeah, because it's got all it's, the dampening in it, doesn't it? Yeah, all the dampening that the ceiling was made. So you could fix that stadium and make it perfect. Cut off the top. The end. I think you still need a roof in Florida, but that's just me. No, because the, the rainstorms land last like ten minutes there. That's true. And we're not talking – hurricane season starts in what, a month? It starts later this late, month. Late August, yeah. I mean, well, it's already started, but the well, good part of yeah. the season doesn't start until Heavy late June, season, early August. Yeah. But I don't know, dude. I, what did they do with Miami? Miami's further south and get hit by more hurricanes. Yeah. How many games have they have they got rid of for Two. the last 20 years? Two or three 20, for hurricanes. I, I'm 20 years. I'm, I'm saying oh. like maybe 15 games. 20 games, 25 games max? I think, I think 18 or 19 games total. Yeah. Yeah. So why can't it have a roof? Because it's in Tampa? Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's, it's not in Tampa. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just am waiting for this team to be moved to Montreal for 41 games a year, for 41 home games a season, and for attendance to be great for the first couple series, and then nobody shows up, and then all of Montreal complains that, Oh, you know, it's so bad to go because, you know, it's all Yankees and Red Sox fans. Well, maybe if you guys went after the opening series, 
it wouldn't be that way. And we're going to be right back to square one in Montreal. That's my ultimate concern, is we're going to go back to square one in Montreal, which is why they lost the first team in the first place, faster than what happened last time. That's my, that's my concern with what's happening. I, I'm just... I'm 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 so hurt, dude. You, I don't think I can fully make y'all understand. Like, we almost got the Mariners, and then they they turned away because Seattle gave gave them what they wanted. Then we almost got the the Giants, which would have meant would have meant honestly, I would have got to see Dale Strawberry play on a day to day basis next to Barry Bonds. Yeah, it, was, it's last second we got that taken away. So okay, you give us the Rays, and yes, our attendance is horrible, and yes, sometimes our fans are horrible. When you have to drive, you should you should again to the stadium. When when you should, because I don't, you've never been there, Ryan. One day we're gonna have to make that trip just so you can see. It's horrible, man. Yeah. Because you can drive literally spitting distance, reach out the back of your car and throw a baseball and hit the Thunderdome with a baseball out of a moving car. You could hit it, and it still takes you forty five minutes to get parked, brother. Yeah. That. Is insanity. I th- I think I think that's what I I have been a firm believer that the location and position of the stadium is what has held that fan base back from going to games entirely. I don't think it's a bad city for a baseball team. I think the Rays need to stay in Tampa. I just think somebody needs to move them into Tampa proper. No, they need to be. There's there's part of Saint Southside Saint Pete that is heavily de- looked down upon and beat up by by gangs and all that repurpose that entire area where the stadium and a good thing don't remove the people from the area just give them nicer stuff yeah <laughs> i don't understand i i i i i was mean to the people of st pete and, and tampa because this is unacceptable it's just it's it's unacceptable that you're going to be taking another team because tampa I said it on Facebook, and people was like, "Oh, Rev, that'll never happen." Like the the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers thing. That's going to happen. We can't even sell out our games in Tampa. Yeah. So Tampa, Tampa itself is a bad sports team, sports town, unless the teams win. Yep. Look at the Lightning. Lightning's top five every year in attendance. Yeah, I know. When this Tampa Bay Storm was a thing. They were top three in attendance every year. So maybe here's here's my way to fix the race. Give me new owners that actually care about baseball. Ain't that what happened in Montreal? Yeah. And isn't that how they ended up in Washington? Okay, you give Pretty me much. you give me a learner's type level of ownership in Tampa, and in three years, they can't fix it. But the learners are bad and cheap, Rev, and don't know what the fans want. Well, they are bad and cheap. And they don't know what the fans want, but when they first took over, they were good at it. (laughs) It Looks at payroll being third in baseball. Yeah, they're cheap. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Um, Where's Keiko playing? um, (laughs) Just saying. There's your proof that they are... Go go look at Keiko's batting batting at... uh, Pitching stats versus the Phillies, Mets, and Braves starting a lineup, and you'll understand why. Anybody can be fixed. Uh, eh. 
Maybe. Y'all have you currently have pitchers that is pr- proves that statement. Yeah, it's true. Um, we traded away a pitcher that proved that statement. That um, too. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm just I'm just frustrated that you know they're gonna they're gonna they're going to try to move the team rather than build a fix new the, stadium or fix the franchise. There's and, nothing wrong with the franchise except well, the owner. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, find find another owner you know who can. <laughs> Build a stadium in Tampa proper. Get them in a place where people can go to the game easily. And instead, they're like, "Yeah, we're just gonna move it." Let them play in the Ray J until we get a stadium, right? Hey, oh, 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 wait! I have an idea. And 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 stop me if you think this is crazy, because it's not. There is a state of the art, huge baseball stadium in Tampa currently. Is it the college one? No, it's the New York Yankees spring training stadium. Oh yeah. There's I can name four baseball teams, major league baseball teams that currently play in the major leagues that would probably play better in that stadium than they do their own. Yeah. Well, it's the Yankee stadiums. They're all bandstands. I I would almost guarantee you. I would almost guarantee you that the Yankees would say, "Yeah, as long as the Rays get to stay in our division." Cuz if they go to Montreal, they don't get to stay in the division. Yeah, they do. No, Why they'll, switch, they? they'll, they'll switch the they'll, they'll switch the divisions up. Why would like they? The, They're closer they now. Yeah, well, <laughs> they did it before. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, Nationals end up in the American League East. I would cry myself to sleep. I would too. Actually, I, I don't know with the rest of the pitching in that division, though. Well, uh, the pitching in that division. Well, if you take the Rays out, yes, you're right. If you don't take yeah, the exactly. Rays out, <laughs> I, I, I got into an argument today with somebody about this because it's just like they don't understand. And why is people so upset? Okay, how long has Philadelphia had that team? How long? How long has San Francisco had their team? Yeah. How, how much time and effort and, and emotions has been spent on that team? And then out of nowhere, on Twitter, in a roundabout way from nowhere, oh, the Giants are going to share time between there and the Vancouver Stadium. How the hell do you think the Giants fans would feel? I don't know. Or Phillies or Nationals or Yankees. I just find it really, really funny that Montreal, a lot of Montreal baseball fans are really, really gung-ho about this. And remember how much they protested even though they weren't going to games at the time that the Expos were going to play half their home games in San Juan. No, not San Juan. Yeah, San Juan, Puerto Rico. Yeah. Remember remember that? Remember? Yep. Yep. Um, it, it, It's... They, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too in Montreal with this and it just, bother, it just bothers me. Like, they're like, oh yeah, we're going to get a new baseball team and this and that and they don't remember that you know they act like their fan they act like we stole their team and now they're actively stealing another team and not seeing anything ironic about that well, I, I told Julia I, I would not be happy going to a to a Montreal Knights game because I mean that that it would be my Montreal Knights or Montreal Saints or something like that because Expos are not allowed just not allowed yeah 
It's not allowed because that's it's wrong. Well, like, are there any even rays in Montreal? Like, well, on. they can make rays in Montreal. They're so they, none of the rays are extinct. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Anyway, you put a bunch of devil rays in a big aquarium. There you go, Montreal rays. Oh Lord. No. Okay. No. That's, they moved them to Monterey. It'd be different. Right. Hey, bad jokes. Um. Moving on. I'm moving just on. so unhappy. That's all. I know. And, and, and thank God for the, the city council and the mayor of St. Pete going, there ain't going nowhere till 2020. You have a deal with us. You can't break it. Yeah. But at the same time, Mr. Commissioner and Mr. Mayor of St. Pete, that means you got to give us a damn stadium. Yeah. Or cut the, or cut the top of the uh, top off the Superdome, the Thunderdome, I mean. Yeah. So... Let's talk about the white conversation now. I mean, the right conversation. Sorry. Oh, oh, oops. Um, spoiler alert. We're talking about the Machado situation. So Machado got ejected the other night, right? And uh, never made contact with an umpire. Threw his bat down against the backstop. Cursed a lot at the umpire. It was a really bad call, and he'd been getting bad calls all night. Um, Machado claims he never made contact with the umpire, even though the umpire claimed he did, which is why he got a one-game suspension, because it is an automatic thing. He appealed his automatic suspension so that they would review the footage, and then the umpires threw this one out. Manny Machado received a one-game suspension for contact with an umpire over balls and strikes and violently throwing his back against the backstop with no regard to anyone's safety. Violence in the workplace is not tolerated, and, our offender, and offenders need to be dealt with severely and even made examples of for the good of its employees as well as the company itself. Is this truly what America wants to teach our youth? Hashtag disappointed. Hashtag led, lead by example. Hashtag not appreciated. Hashtag violence. Hashtag temper tantrum. Hashtag inaction. Hashtag not tolerated. Hashtag make an example of. Hashtag one game suspension. Hashtag repeat offenders. Hashtag nonsense. And I wish I was joking about that. Those are all the hashtags on it. They put out a longer statement. Um... Comparing it to actual workplace violence, which I think is a bit well, screw actual workplace, but bit actual weird. violence, actual violence too, which I think was a, a a really really bit much. Um, the commissioner's office and the PA both put out statements, basically dragging the statement from the umpires' union. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with with what I said on Twitter, which is. Maybe you should be worried about how bad of a job your umpires are doing and worry less about what players are doing. <laughs> I have to say, that that statement is a stretch, even for umpires that don't stretch for called strikes. Hey, oh. <laughs> Violence. Jesus Christ. What world do we live Hashtag in? Hashtag violence. What world do we live in that somebody can curse at you and it's violence? Will you sit your dumbass, childlike ass down? Now, this <laughs> got a little bit more interesting after the fact because multiple players, including Alex Wood and Josh Reddick, tweeted out that 
they are actually in their contracts banned from and will get fined slash suspended if they were to tweet about bad calls that were made against them during the game. The umpires union has got that into the CBA of baseball. Yet they can go and do that. I also don't think they would put out that statement if you know a player like Cody Bellinger or Max Muncy did that or Mike Trout did that. I don't think they would have put out that statement. At all. This is getting so stupid. I. <laughs> the other thing that bothered me was I was tweeting I was tweeting about this and somebody is like Oh, so you're just anti-union. Wait, what? Why do the umpires need a union to collective bargain against MLB? What is that? I'm what? Uh-huh, what? Yeah. If if you don't support the umpires in this, you're anti-union. Oh, so somebody that wanted to reach stretch farther than the umpires was with their ma- their statement. Right. Yeah. Uh- Right, Maybe he yeah. can become an umpire. Then he can not stretch for cold balls. Right? D- this is just... All right. I heavily believe, heavily, 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 heavily believe that if you have a sport that would be better off with robots in a certain position... Maybe the issue is the position being replaced by robots. I like I like this. Um, this is this is my favorite fact. You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Um, their their contact email on their website. This is the umpires union. They're a federally recognized union for baseball major league umpires. Their contact email is cowboyjoewest at hotmail dot com. You're joking. I am not joking. Ryan, I swear to God, don't play with my emotions like this. I am not joking. That is their contact email on their website. Let's move to the next category. No. No. I am not even close to done yet. What? No. This is... So, this is my problem with the Umpires Union, is they do things like collectively bargain things where um, you can't have anything that, that... broadcast the strike zone in the ballpark because it could affect their authority. So, like, somebody was going to, um, when the Rockies were doing their new scoreboard, they were going to have a section on it that showed the balls in strike zone for every single hitter. The umpires got it taken out using their collective bargaining powers. Um, there were nine umpires that had their contracts non-renewed in 2005. I don't know if people remember this. And they went on strike during spring training. And they got them back. Six of those guys are still in MLB. They're rated in the bottom 25 worst umpires every single year, including Angel Hernandez. This is a union that is actually detrimental in destroying the product because their authority cannot be questioned in the game. When they added... Um, replay to baseball, instead of doing independent video review, which is how the NHL does it, it's how the NBA does it, it's how the NFL does it. It's an umpire crew has to review replay. These guys are all about defending themselves and their authority 
and not actually upholding the rules of the game and calling fair and bo- fair strike zones. Here's my last bomb. The umpires in baseball have gotten 37.89% of calls wrong since 2010. How many extra strikeouts and pitches have they made people throw? How many people's batting averages have they ruined with that? How many hitters have they ruined with that? Because all of a sudden, the dude's, it's his first major league game, and this dude's calling him foot outside. Now he's going to be swinging at those for the next week. It, at some point, it has to stop. There has to be a line. And I don't know why putting out such an inflammatory statement about one player is not the line that the MLB, especially the players' union, has drawn in the stand and said is enough is enough with these guys. <laughs> I'm just... Holy crap. I'm... Cowboy Joe. Oh my god. Yeah. They. Nobody goes to a game to watch a ump. They're not like, oh, is Angel Angel Hernandez behind the plate tonight? I need to get tickets. Yet here we are talking about them, talking about how bad they are once again. It's just. This needs to be. This needs to be the line. This needs to be the place where the players' union takes a stand against the umpires' union because enough is enough. Like, they're not reliant to anybody. They can dodge the media if they want to. They don't have to, you know, when they make a terrible call and a strike down the middle being called the ball, they don't have to answer for it right now. Why not? So one of the things I, I was going to say, and until you drop the Cowboy Joe West thing, that just that tells me everything I need to know. I have a problem with umpires because the fact that Barry Bonds is hated on, not because he used steroids, because that would be a damn lie. Uh, n- not a lot of people hate him for that reason. They hate him because of the way he treated media. Yet the umpires are allowed as a whole to do it without repercussions. Bingo, bango, bongo. Sounds about white to me. Right? Um, my problem is, is Angel Hernandez gets like 40% of his calls wrong. And yet... 40%? I, I could have swore that's where I got that number 54% a while the other day. Yeah, when he's, I, like, he's like 41.54 this year. Oh, this year? This year. <laughs> I was about to say, because I could have swore yet, I saw 54%. And yet... And yet because he is a um, umpire and has sued them multiple times for racial discrimination. We'll get into that in a hot minute, by the way. But this is a guy who will be getting 41% of the calls on balls and strikes wrong in October because he has sued the union twice over racial discrimination. He got fired for being bad. By the umpires union. They non-renewed his contract. He sued and got rehired. Then they decided that they were not going to let him stick behind home plate. And assigned him to third or second base for half a season. He sued for racial discrimination. He was rated the sixth worst umpire in 
baseball one year and didn't get assigned to a postseason crew. You know what he did, Rev? What? Sued for racial discrimination. His own union. What? And, th- and this is one of the six guys the union went to bat for and has their CBA designed to protect. This is ridiculous on every single level. I'm the same. <laughs> and it's all, and it's all, and it's all so that they can, you know, you know, attack, attack non-white baseball players. I got, I got, I got another, I got another stat that I, that I want to throw out here. Um, I forgot which podcast that Fangraphs did it. I think it was Fangraphs that did it, where they went through every single ejection that has happened since 2004. Oh, God, you're going to tell me something that's going to hurt my head. When arguing balls and strikes, a non-white player is 36% more likely to be ejected. And they're more likely to be ejected 22% overall for arguing any call. Yeah, we... uh... No, that doesn't surprise me whatsoever. No, but... But there is a clear pattern with these umpires of being bad, them defending bad umpires, and these umpires now doing things that are actually kind of borderline racist. And, I don't think that's borderline. Thirty percent. Well, yeah. Well, that's just arguing balls and call, balls and strikes. It's twenty one percent overall. Not, that's still not racist. Yeah. I mean, that's well, not yeah. borderline. That that's still not borderline. That is outright racist. Yeah. If 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 me and you, I'm Native American, and I get tanned up like I'm supposed to look instead of being inside and having pale whitey ass skin. If me and you go into a restaurant and I get kicked out 36% of the time, but you never do. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear what that is, right? Yeah. It, it, so, and so, and so here we are. And yet, the MLB seems content on doing nothing and keeping the status quo rather than fighting the union and doing something about this. Ryan, the problem ridiculous. is the problem is is there's people on Twitter K that is better at calling balls and strikes than our professional umpires. Yeah. Okay. I don't think they don't want to do nothing. I think they're scared to do something about it. MLB, that is. Why? Worst case, the umpires walk off and you call all the guys up from the minor leagues. Because every time that's happened before, the calls has got worse. Because then you're not then you're not missing just balls and strikes. You're missing actual calls. Yeah, but when your guys are getting thirty seven percent wrong on average a season, is would would it really be that bad? Would it really be that much worse? Could it be that much worse? Which would you rather have? And let's be re- be honest with me now. Would you rather have 36% of balls and strikes called wrong or 36% of plate calls and run calls and base calls and catches and those things called wrong? If it, if it breaks the ridiculous level of power that the umpires union has right now, I'd take it. 
Because right now they're beholden to no one but themselves and have ultimate power over everything. And it's absolutely terrifying. I, for the first time in my life, I will say this, and I actually mean it, and it's not being ironic. I miss my era of baseball umpires. Right, and, and the other thing is, umpires that are in Major League Baseball that are under the age of 43 are 10% better than those over the age of 58. So, if you were to take the minor league umpires that have been minor league umpiring long enough to be potentially called up to the majors, and we're like, hey, we're hiring all of you guys to come up, we're locking the umpires union down, the general consensus is they'd actually be 10% better. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know we're in a podcast, but that's actually funny. <laughs> sorry. 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 That's actually funny. That's really, yeah. That's, I just, that's oh my fun. God. Somebody just commented. I mean, that's just logic. They can see better. And it's true. <laughs> they probably can. God. <clears throat> I'm just, I'm just sick of the umpires, dude. Like, oh no, I am too. Yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting. I'm not sitting here saying anything about not being unhappy with them. I think that just like when maybe the president, there should be a cutoff of how old you can be because there's a cutout of how young you can be. Maybe we should do that with empires. Maybe once you hit fifty, you're done. Yeah, maybe. Maybe umpires shouldn't be a lifelong job to where your eyesight and your they're your, not. They're on yearly contracts. Okay. Which Angel Hernandez has been uh, has been a, has been a bad umpire for fifteen years now or twenty two years now. Saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, how do those guys keep getting renewed? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, there's I, I I was hoping this would be more of a line in the sand than it was, and it's kind of disappointing that it's not. To be blunt, of course but. it's not. Of course it's not because there's not enough white players coming out to say anything. Well, I, I I found it funny that the first three players I saw defending Machado on Twitter have primarily played against him and were all white. You know, Alex Wood and Josh Reddick and um, Jock Jock Peterson? Yeah, Jock Peterson. Because Jock literally tweeted, if it was me, they wouldn't have put the statement out. And I'm like, okay, buddy. Thank you. Did he really say that? Yeah, I don't know if the tweet's still up, though. Oh, that's 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 he damning. Might have, he might have been told to take it down. That's that's damning. Dodgers might have been like, yeah. Well, he also played with Machado last year, so. Yeah, but that's still damning. Yeah, I. It's ugh. <sighs> I think I said all I need to say. You got anything else? I'm just I'm I'm done with these umpires. When I first met Kay because of you, she annoyed the shit out of me, man, cuz I was so sick of seeing people cry and cry and cry about strike calls and all that when like some of my most favorite baseball players of all time has had the worst strike zones in the history of the world. But the more I watch her do it, bruh, it's like, she's right. 
Yeah, they're really bad at their jobs. Some some people are crying. She's not claiming that these strike balls, these, these called strikes and these called balls are are causing games to be lost. She's just she's fighting all of them. Let's let's let's. I, I didn't want to bring this up, but I, I feel like I should because because it is a, is an umpire thing, and it's not just balls and calls that are getting wrong. Um, I don't know if you remember the 2016 NL DS versus the Nats and the Cubs. You and I have talked about it a few times. Yep. Joe West was on that crew. Um, who's not a good umpire, and there's a couple of the other guys that are borderline umpires that were on that crew. None of them knew what batter interference was, and it cost the Nats three runs. Like, how are you umpiring a postseason game and you don't even know the own rules? And then you also tell the manager of the Nationals, Dusty Baker at the time, oh, that's a non-protestable call. You can't play the game in protest when you could have. Why are you umpiring in October again? Why are you supposedly six of the best umpires this game has if you're doing that? Man. This entire episode is just so emotionally draining because it makes... Things that piss us off. No, it just hurts me. Because I know it's these are the things these the first three topics are why baseball is dying. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty pretty much. Um, moving on to something slightly less annoying for me, um, with the Nationals announcing they are extending their netting at the All Star break, three teams are now doing so. After the Almora Jr. incident that resulted in a little girl going to the hospital two weeks ago, the other teams are the White Sox and the Padres. Um, I have seen a lot of stupid old white men's comments on this this week. Do you want to go first? <laughs> Every stadium... In Major League Baseball, hear me out, all of you owners, all of you should do this, period. Not because it makes baseball better. It's because the generation and the people watching your game in the stadiums now has the attention span of a piss ant. And they will be looking down at their phone and catch a foul ball to the head. All of them should do it. You, Every one of you them. You sound like the old white men that I saw yelling at clouds in comment sections this week. Um, maybe, maybe for once. Uh, yeah, maybe. You're right. Uh, no, a lot of them were just like, "Oh, if you're sitting in the bowl, why don't you just bring a glove?" Okay, that's a dumb that that's a dumb white person thing to say. So how? Okay, so you're expecting a four year old girl to bring a glove to a game? and catching a 100-mile-per-hour foul ball. By the way, I have seen people at stadiums catch foul balls in gloves and still have to go to the first aid station because they broke their hand. So where where is my statement about adding the, the, the netting wrong, then? You're not... Okay, just because I chose the 
the cell phone thing. There, yes. There's multiple. Re there's multiple reasons yeah. it should happen. But like, think, think about there's it this way. What, what you know, the single mom holding her four, or the mom who's holding her daughter, whose son just, her son and uh, dad just went up, went up to the bathroom. Who's holding the daughter? The daughter says something. She looks down. Foul ball to the face. This distractions are everywhere in a stadium. I understand you can say pay attention, but pay attention only gets you so far with foul balls, especially yeah. when they're coming at that speed. I think every team needs to do it, and I think if you're arguing against it, you're wrong. I also love the argument of, well, it's obstructing my view, so I should get cheaper tickets. No. It doesn't obstruct your view. They're all knotless nets. They're basically invisible to the naked eye. You gonna notice them a little bit? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> I I 100% agree, man. There there's It's just whatever. It's... I I don't I don't get it. They should have it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um I'm I'm glad the Nats did it. I'm glad the White Sox did it. I'm glad the Padres did it. I kind of can't believe the Cubs haven't done it considering it happened at their stadium. They also have some of the shortest netting in baseball. Did you know that? It doesn't extend past the dugouts like it does at most stadiums. It stops at the dugout. Um, yeah. I... What? I'm so shook. I just don't understand, brother. I don't understand how you can argue against this, dude. It's so bad. Why is it so hard? You can see. You can see. Okay, here's my here's my argument to anybody who says the structure view. When the cameras are looking at the sidelines, at the dugouts, and at at behind plate, can they see the can they see the net through a camera? Yeah. No, not really. Well. No, you cannot really. The, the the netting behind home plate has been there for how long, Ryan? Yeah, a, while, a long time. It doesn't. That's some of the best seats in the entire stadium. Yeah. In every state. The only stadium I can think that it's not the best seats is Yankee Stadium. Current Yankee Stadium. Third baseline. Base, yeah. uh, seats are amazing. National Stadium, because y'all have an what's amazing the, what's outfit. The, what's the... What's the stupid stadium where it's like a restaurant club thing? And it's actually oh, yeah. boxes down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What stadium is that, that? That would be a stupid that that's a bad one. Like, but when it comes for bad, those are the best sta seats yeah. in the stadium. Every every in every stadium. Yeah, and it's not like Plus yeah. The bad design has nothing to do with the nets. And why is that the best one? Because it's the best look on the field. You get to see 99% of the action. How, oh, well, they shouldn't extend it. People should pay more attention. Okay, fine. That should be a thing. So remove the nets behind my home plate. Cool. Oh, you don't want to do that? Why don't you want to do that? Please tell me. No, my favorite, my favorite, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite thing was, my favorite, my favorite response uh, has been so far, um, uh, are they just going to put up, like, net screens they have, like, in BP in front of the players, too? What? What does that have to do with anything? Like, what are what are you talking about? 
I wish you'd have brought that up. Why are you doing this tonight? You're setting me off on other tangents. You know, that's <laughs> always bothered me, right? Really? Why do they have it up at all? What? The Nets during the BP? Netting. During BP? Yeah. Um, mostly so they, they can do defensive drills while they're also batting. If That's you not the that, only yeah. reason. Well, it's one That's of the reasons. That's not the only reason. You go back and look why they added it. It's because people wasn't paying attention back in the 80s and were getting hit, hit, injured by batting practice bats. Yeah. They were catching balls to the back. They were catch. Look, it's not hard. You keep saying, well, they should pay attention. These are professional baseball players. 15, they couldn't pay attention. 15,928 people since, two, since 1881 has played professional baseball. That's it. 15,000. If those part of those 15,000 people can't pay attention, how the hell you expect a three-year-old child not to get hit in the face and watch an Astra almost die of being so sad that it happened? Yeah. How are you going to stop a 75-year-old man that's going to see his first baseball game in Cleveland? If yeah. the 15,928 can't stop it all the times, because that's why the batting the batting cages were added for batting practice, because people were doing other things and were not playing paying attention to what's happening on the field, and they were getting drilled for it. Yep. But you expect people like Kay and myself and Julia to be sitting there having a conversation and enjoying a game in Yankee Stadium watching the Nationals play the Yankees. But if you're talking and, during the game, you're not paying attention to the game enough and you're a bad fan, or at least that's what I was told today. Have I ever told you what my, my favorite stadium memory is in no, history? go of, for it. Oh. So in 1995, we, we got the idea that we may be getting a baseball team. Give it a couple, give it a couple years, we'll find out. That's when the Rays started becoming... A, a, an actual conversation in Tampa. So me, my uncle, my dad, I'm, I'm 17 years old. We go to the St. Pete Cardinals AAA game. They're playing the Cincinnati Reds. So it's the AAA team versus the Cincinnati Reds. My uncle and my dad got so, so tore Oh, is up. this when they had what's-his-name yell at him? Eric Davis yeah. yelled at my uncle in mid-game. Yeah. Yeah, you told me this before, yeah. So so, so explain to me how Eric Davis, who was actually a professional baseball player, and I, I mean that in the the form. The actual he lived, sense breathed, of the word, died. yeah. He lived, breathed, died professional baseball. He was a professional on and off the field. He gave everybody – man, I watched him at one of those games spend three hours after a game that went 19 innings, sign – autographs because he refused to leave anybody alone he refused to leave anybody alone uh, behind yeah he had eric davis yell at him and tell him shut the up <laughs> in the middle of a game and that's my favorite state my, my favorite thing is because my uncle broke a, ba a baseball player he lost focus but you're wanting the drunk people that does yeah. stuff like that to pay pay attention come on man just yeah. send it down send it down to right after where the dugout ends on each side, going towards the outfield. Yep. And then you're good. Yep. And then nobody gets hurt. Then nobody gets hurt. You don't miss anything. And the the argument, well, what about the people that want to get autographs? The, the netting comes up. Yeah, the Nats announced their netting would actually be, like, retractable. Like, it will come yeah. up. Yeah. Which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome that they they put that much thought and effort into it. Um, so that's cool. I, I 
it needs to happen. It needed to happen before somebody died. And not is, even just died. Which is how it, it happened in hockey, by the way, for those of you who don't know. And in Tampa, by the way, that happened in Tampa. The change that happened behind the net happened in Tampa. Yeah, it was a Sabres. It was a little girl who wanted to go to a Sabres game in Tampa. And yeah. In Tampa. I think, and, and yeah. The, the, the one that caused it was in Tampa. I don't know if it was against the Sabres. I know there was two deaths within a month at the same time. Yeah, the no, this was, this was the first one. It deflected into the stands. It was a uh, Sabres at Columbus game. But in Tampa, uh, Vincent LeCavier during, during warm-ups just ripped one. Yeah. And he wasn't known for that kind of power or accuracy, as you can tell. And it went up in the stadiums, hit a little girl on the bridge of the nose, and killed her. Mm-hmm. So they put the nettings behind the nets. Behind the, behind the nets. They put the nettings behind the nets. Really screwed me up to say that. I don't know why. So, like, this ain't hard. Put the nets up. The autographs will still happen. Be safe. Yeah, do it, do it for, do it for the fans, man. Do it for the fans. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't know why it's taking this long. To be blunt, I, I really don't. I just got so heated, I broke a cigarette. <laughs> Podcast helping you quit smoking one cigarette at a time. Um, Podcast for every sport, every day. So Rev can quit smoking. And hashtag plug patron. You're right. It is it is patreon.com slash Ray Jones. I just don't I just don't want to see look, man, baseball just, is such a beautiful sport and I can I just I don't want to see people die for the netting yeah. thing. I just, uh, not I even die. I, I saw it happen in hockey. I don't want to see it happen in baseball. It's not even dying. If you can watch that Houston Astro player hit somebody and the way he reacted and it not hurt your heart. You're a monster. Yo, you a couple a couple days after the same thing happened in in Chicago. Yeah, like they happened like two days apart. The one in Houston will stick in my brain for the rest of my life, though, because it it looked like he killed somebody. Yeah, the the kid was hurt, but not as bad as it he made it look. And yeah, he was Cubs, just so seeing Elmar like in the dugout, like crying, is what broke me. Yeah, yeah, both of them, both of them. Yeah. The, the 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 player and the Cubs. Maybe I just I don't like the Cubs enough to be unbiased towards them. I, I'm usually the unbiased one on this on this podcast, and maybe that's my issue. But it just so bad. Yeah, so bad. So bad. Moving on to something way more fun to talk about. Thank God. Uh, MLB the show dropped five four new signature series cards today. Kind of want that Vizcal. Um. Justin Upton and Jim Palmer, uh, 95 overall. Signature Series Diamonds are the new headliners in the headliner packs. You can now get five of them a week, which is awesome. Um, I did not get anything good in mine this week. I did get Trey Turner, though, so that was cool, I guess. Getting a gold <laughs> in the diamond pack, great, great job. Um, then there's two in their all-star program. So there's going to be three all-star events. Split Squad 1 is live right now. It is AL hitters and NL pitchers. Split Squad 2, which is next weekend, will be AL hitters and NL pitchers. So it flips. And then the last one is called the Moonshots Program. And it is going to be left-handed pitchers, or left-handed batters, common right-handed pitchers only. 
And what's really cool this year is in all these programs, you're going to earn an all-star voucher every three wins. Um, so three, six, nine, and then 15, I think. Um, and you need nine, you need six. Yeah, no, you need five wins. Sorry. It's, yeah, three, five, 10, 15. So you need five wins in all three of the programs to get Travis Hafner, who's the first, uh, 94 overall first baseman. Awesome card. You need nine to get, uh, the 97 overall Omar Vizquel card, which looks awesome. It's also the only the second shortstop signature series in the game. Cal Ripken, of course, 99 boss came out last week. And, uh, if you get all fifteen or all twelve vouchers, so you get fifteen wins in all three of the, the events, you get uh five thousand stubs and a twenty pack bundle of MLB the show cards for your things. I think it's awesome. Huh. Still dropping fire content, man. Still dropping fire content. Oh, and both diamonds from the events thing are sellable, so which is crazy to me. Which is nuts. Uh, moving on, though. What? I'm I'm getting closer to getting back into the game for a little bit. You should. Well, the new patch is going to destroy what people have been doing in ranked recently. Um, the higher up in the zone you throw a pitch, the less break the breaking balls are going to have. So like change up. So like change ups will actually be flat. Um, sink. But the problem was was people were throwing high sinkers because essentially you couldn't get on top of them. You would always pop them up if they threw high sinkers. Um, so they fixed that, uh, which is awesome. Changeups are doing the same. I think there's one other pitch that's included in that. I'm not sure which. But um, that should help ranked play and online play a little bit better and stop being exploitable. But yeah, you should you should start playing again, dude. You got all the all-star reward stuff coming out soon, too. Uh, moving on, though. Breaking Company does have a break tonight on Thursday, June 20th. It is Tops Gypsy Queen, Tops Finest, Top Series 2, and Tops Inception for forty six ninety five for three randomly drafted teams, 9 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash breaking company. If you guys want to go check them out, that's a really good price for, four, for, for, the, for those four boxes for three teams. That's actually kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I kind of wish I had it. Um, uh, but moving on as Always at the end of the shows, we want to thank our patrons, uh, Chris, Matt, Eric, Jaron, Murph, Rev, Undead, and Kay. Thank you for your continued support on Patreon. Um, we really, really do appreciate it here. Um, but with that, I think we're done for the week, Rev. Anything else you want to add? No. Thanks for the patron love, guys. Y'all keep it up. Yes, please. Thank you so, so much. Um, but anyway... That is uh, it for the show of Baseball Podcast, episode 19 for Rev. This is Ryan signing off. We will see you guys next week.